0: Funded by the State Library of Western Australia, this collection of stories documents experiences of the COVID-19 pandemic that hit Australia in early 2020. The COVID-19 pandemic led to the declaration of a state of emergency in Western Australia on the 16th of March. WA went into lockdown between the months of March to May, with further restrictions continuing for months after. During this time, events were cancelled, schools shut down and parks became overcrowded. Thousands of individuals, businesses, communities and organisations were severely impacted as they were forced to work from home, social distance and book emergency flights. This collection, produced by the Centre for Stories in Northbridge, Western Australia, explores these unprecedented effects and contributes a record of this remarkable time in history. This interview features Kate Alderton. Kate shares insight on the impact the pandemic had on rural and remote Aboriginal communities across Western Australia.
1: Hello, my name's Kate Alderton. I'm the Director of the Aboriginal Engagement Directorate within the Department of the Premier and Cabinet. Um, My formal title would be Director Aboriginal Engagement. The exceptional circumstances and the exceptional moment of covid response hit me on the 18th of March so there was the 16th of March state of emergency and then very quickly we were speaking with um, Aboriginal leaders throughout the state who were calling for further restrictions for remote communities so it was coming from the community speed of which, the response was required when we understood that COVID was a reality for Western Australia. Um, the wheels of government moved extremely quickly, actually. And so it was like a light bulb coming on um, and everybody in the room running to their position, in a way. I think I was very grateful that there was a level of immediate control and command, despite an initial reaction to being this should be something that is more discussed and collaborative, it's like at some point in a response to what is a pandemic, the, the gravity of that requires um, a very swift level of leadership and that came um, through the Premier and the Police Commissioner working together and effectively declaring state of emergency. And so with that state of emergency came exceptional powers, um, which enabled this swift response to kick in. From an Aboriginal um, policy and coordination perspective, which is the role that I have across, across the government, it was one of understanding what that meant particularly for remote Aboriginal communities. We had to consider what that meant for vulnerable Aboriginal people all over the state and, of course, the Noongar community here in, in Perth and the Aboriginal community in Perth and Greater Perth is also highly at risk and there were other strategies that were employed for that cohort of people through our Minister's office, Minister Ben Wyatt, Um Minister's office was was also receiving the same advice that Aboriginal people were looking to um, have further restrictions in place. There had been no experience prior to that for myself where that level of policy making was that swift. I think the amazing experience of that was that I did realise personally that I was living through an extraordinary moment, that I had an incredible self-responsibility, not just for ensuring that we took the right steps in in an emergency mode for the government, but obviously for the outcome to actually reflect what Aboriginal leadership was telling us they wanted. An additional layer of control came in called the Commonwealth Biosecurity Determination, which we can get to. But ahead of that, the regional organisation and leadership leadership came to being very quickly. Um, you had the Kimberley organise themselves um, in an extremely coherent manner quickly um, as a group and they actually formed what they called a task force. Similarly, in the Pilbara, you had the same model and then in the Nunandara um, lands, there was uh, health services and community services working together. And so we, we established weekly teleconferences with up to 40 stakeholders in each region where we would relay all of the things that government was doing in that week, hear from everybody around how things were working for them. That really, I think, facilitated that lockstep approach. Structures of Government also responded by April, to formalise what I would call that whole-of-government response. So we were meeting daily with Health, Department of Communities, Police and Department of the Premier and Cabinet and State Solicitor's Office. We were having daily meetings in the morning to just check in on everything and understand what was going on. And then that was formalised into a team within the State Pandemic Coordination Centre by April. And that team is still going, still in existence. Uh, I think the response of the Aboriginal medical sector was a healthy response. It reflected a healthy sector. You know, and this is, I suppose, the interesting things around this pandemic response is that where things have worked really well during this COVID response, it's like we've we've got to grab those and we've got to hold them and we can't just let the solutions fade into the distance as we return to business as usual. So part of the work that we're looking at now is what has worked. How do we ensure that we take those pieces of cooperation and policy and put them into practice um, across the board so that we're better at doing our jobs and we're better at working with community and taking that community lead? And I think for Aboriginal people it's about the solutions coming from them and the services being delivered by them um, and that Aboriginal community-controlled sectors really taking the lead on that. I felt very privileged and grateful to be doing that role. And all of those factors combined with the unique nature of where Western Australia is positioned geographically, I think even in the height of the lockdown we were able to go to the beach and that's a very different dynamic to living in a highly populated city of London or New York or an overcrowded community in remote Western Australia. So whilst we knew that that policy of returning to communities was good, it was only as good as long as you could keep the pandemic out because there were more people there than there ever had been before and the level of overcrowding was already an issue prior to COVID, this confluence of pandemic, Black Lives Matter, and there was a third thing for Western Australia, which was the destruction of the Duke and Gorge by Rio Tinto. So you had heritage protection, you had disempowerment and entrenched poverty of Aboriginal people coming to the surface, and you had the pandemic. These three things just suddenly were there. I, again, felt like I was in this extraordinary position where I was seeing this social momentum building around these issues that have been so entrenched for so long in our country and not seen the light of day suddenly on the front page of the paper and on the news and people wanting to demonstrate to show their support. And it was a very urban response. People that probably, you know, haven't been engaged with those issues suddenly engaging with them the kind of revolt around that this is no longer acceptable even though all of the actions that were taken were in law it was the ethical decisions that were lacking in that circumstance and so we had this ethical response I suppose to a heritage protection issue and a racism we are no longer standing for this how that is sustained and translated into longer-term policy reform and legislative reform we're yet to see. I think the pandemic, as I've said, highlighted the inequity, highlighted the vulnerability, highlighted the lack of investment, all of these things for for remote Aboriginal communities that have been unacceptable for so long. At the same time, it highlighted leadership and Aboriginal leadership, Aboriginal cooperation with the government in an unprecedented way. And I suppose the, the best possible way forward from all of those things coming together at that point in time in June is to grab hold of the things that have worked and to take it forward so that we never have the situation again where Aboriginal people are considered as vulnerable as they are now. That was probably the, what stayed with me from that point. Another great thing that's come from COVID for remote communities um, and hopefully changing those communities for the better.
0: Thank you for listening. For more information about the Centre for Stories, head to our website, centreforstories.com.